the Lord uh, was speaking to me <clears throat> as I was in Israel. And yesterday when I was preparing for the message, the Lord commanded me to not write anything down. He said, too many ministers spend too much time in the Word and before you completely shocked before you're completely shocked by that. Lord says, too many preachers spend too much time just studying the Word. And He gave me a strong warning. And you guys can continue with just low worship. He said, if, if, if people spend as much time preparing sermons, if they would have spent just as much time from doing that and spending time in prayer and intercession, Praying into holiness of God, we would see revival. You see, preaching touches the hearts of people, but prayer and intercession touches the heart of the Father. We have a warped sense of Christianity that you, and I mean the plural you, too many Christians are receiving their testimony and they're receiving their biblical understanding only, only, only from the pastor. This should be the icing on the cake of your week. Your week, you should be studying and getting into the Word. And now, as the body comes together, we step into a house of prayer. For Jesus himself says, my house will not be a house of instruction, but a house of prayer, a house of intercession. The Lord has put in my heart if we could just have ministers of the gospel spend time in the prayer, the furnace of prayer. We would see a move on this earth like the earth has never seen. So he said, David, spend your time interceding. Spend your time praying. praying. And he began to download things to me. And I began to want to write things down. And he said, do not write them down. Stay in intercession. Stay in prayer. For I will give you the order of service. I said, okay, Lord. Fine, I'll do that. And it wasn't like I was just taking, uh, let me just take the week off. Oh, no, no, no. And the time of preparation was coming in the furnace of prayer. And so I want to change things up as we sometimes do. And we're just going to get into the word a little bit right now. But that can look different. So you guys can stand. You can keep worshiping. You can do what you're doing. It's okay. The worship team, if you guys want to stay up there, you can. I don't know how long this is going to be. Or if you want to give yourself a break, you can do that as well. But Josh, if we can just make sure that the actual musicians are just brought a little low. So we're not in conflict. Holy Ghost, we come before you right now and I'm coming with grace. I'm coming with faith. Because this week's preparation came solely out of prayer and intercession. And I pray right now that you would hear the prayers of my heart. That this congregation will take on the things of the Lord. And so many of you know that I was away this week in, in, in Israel. 
And the Lord put something on my heart, and that is uh, Ephesians talks about the five-folded ministry. It says some he has appointed as apostles. Some has, he has appointed as evangelists. Some as prophets. Some as teachers. And some as pastors. It's five gift. So it is a five-folded ministry. Five things that the people do. And we have a lot of teaching that goes forth in this place. A lot of pastoring that happens. But I felt the Lord it was saying that, you know, the scriptures say, if you are going to seek out spiritual gifts, seek out especially prophecy. So many people in the church are, are seeking out, I want, I, want, I, want, I want to be able to speak in tongues. I want to be able to do all this kind of stuff. But the scriptures say to seek especially prophecy. So I felt the Lord was giving me a prophetic word for us here. And it's a word that does not bring in. It's a word that does two things. It's a word that either causes the church to diminish because people don't want to hear it, or it's a word that brings forth revival. So you're not going to hear this word often. It's a word that was spoken in years past. It's a word of Holy Ghost fire. But in the 21st century, it's not spoken much. And it's a word that comes from Exodus. Exodus 19, I believe the Lord is having for it for us today. Exodus chapter 19, verse 6. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak unto the children of Israel. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about consecration. Holiness. I could teach on grace, and grace is always there, and grace is there in the midst of holiness. But if we only teach on grace, we get cheap, weak, ineffective believers. I could teach on uh, prosperity. Give unto the Lord, and the Lord will give unto you. That's great. But I'm telling you, when you preach on holiness and consecration before the Lord, two things happen. Either church gets smaller, or there's worldwide revival. And I'm banking on the word of the Lord that says, David, speak unto the congregation on holiness right now. Holiness unto me. Holiness. You can't make these things up. Today is a holiday amongst the Jewish people. It's a holiday called Tishbaav. It's the ninth day of the month of Av, the biblical calendar. On this day, major things have happened. On this day, both times, both times. Both times the temple of God was destroyed. Once by, by the Babylonians and second by Rome. Happened on this day. The temple is destroyed. The same day that the Lord has brought me back from Israel. The same day the Lord struck me with the notion of holiness. I'm telling you, let's not take this lightly. This is not a, an instructional teaching word right now. This is a voice of prophecy for this generation, for this church. 
to live consecrated holy lives. The temple is destroyed. No longer a need, need for priesthood. The priests of the Old Testament would give the sacrifices, but we know that we have now a high priest that provides a sacrifice for us. But that does not mean that there is no longer a priesthood. There is a priesthood. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of Him who have called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Which in time past, you were not a people, but now you are a people. This is Peter talking to Gentiles. You were not a part of a people of God in the past, but now you are because I've called you to come in to be a part of the priesthood, the holy nation of Exodus 19. You have been called out of darkness and brought into light. Hmm. Lord, just bring us all together. Living in Israel or being back in Israel, we get to see three things that are taking place. You get to see the Bible come alive. You get to see the past of Israel be, be right before you. See the sights. See what's going on. See the ruins of Solomon's temple. See the, 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 the literal stones of Peter's house in Capernaum. You get to brush your hands along the base of the market where Jesus taught. You get to see that and you get to experience that. And you get to also see what the Lord is doing in the future. Because the Lord said he's going to restore the land of Israel. And the nations of the world one day will rise up against Israel once again. But yet then the Lord will descend on the Mount of Olives. We drove through Armageddon and saw exactly where the nations of the world, the northern nations, the southern nations will come and fight in the valley of destruction. We walked and ate, drank carrot juice in the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat meaning Safat, judge, Yah, God. The valley where God is going to judge the nations. So you get to see the past and you get to see the future, but what is so unbelievable is you get to experience the present. That there are Jewish people living in the land of Israel once again, fulfilling prophecy. And the Lord is putting on my heart, let this be a testimony, let this be a testimony to us that we have a past, we have a future, and we have a present. Do you understand, people, that Paul the Apostle says that you will be priests who will judge nations and angels. You and I, in the end of days, will be judging nations for what they have done. Your past. Many of us allow our past to control us, to define us. I'm telling you prophetically that it is a ploy of the enemy to keep you from walking into your priesthood. Your priesthood. 
All of this, everything we do on planet Earth is training ground. It's one big classroom where we're learning how to be molded into the image of the Lord, preparing ourselves as a bride before the bridegroom, preparing ourselves to be priests, to be transformed from glory to glory till we see Christ Jesus face to face. And I felt the Lord was saying is the way to unleash yourself into the priesthood of the calling that you are called to is you need to forget about your past a bit. You need to live in your present. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past, people. It matters what you're doing now. The Lord has saved you from something into something. We say that a lot here. He saved you from death into salvation. But He saved you from annihilation and separation from God into a calling and an identity, being sons and daughters. But part of that calling is being a priest. Having a life that is consecrated before the Lord. It's not a popular message. Because everyone wants to get to heaven, but they don't want to die to get there. Everybody wants the resurrection, but they don't want the crucifixion of the of life itself. Too many people preach the outcome of things and not enough of the process of things. You want to be raised into heavenly places? You need to die to self. We need to be a people that are consecrated, set apart for the Lord. Mm. Jesus. So I feel the Lord, as I said, this isn't really like teaching Sunday. It's really more of a prophetic activation. In the midst of everything that Christianity has become, and in the midst of everything that Christian worship teams sing about, what has happened to the flame of holiness? What has happened to a generation that is on their face saying, I'm crying out to be holy before a holy God? Holy presence of God, come and burn up the dross that is within me. First time a priest is message, uh, mentioned in the Bible is back in Genesis. Abraham has an interaction with a priest. His name is Melchizedek. This is where we get the tithe from. Abraham gives a tenth of his income to Melchizedek, the, the priest. In the book of Hebrews, it talks about that Melchizedek had no beginning, has no end. Many people think that the Melchizedek, the man Melchizedek that showed up in Genesis, is actually Jesus. The first priest that had no beginning and has no end. Now Melchizedek, the word in Hebrew are two things. Melech, king. Sedek, righteousness. A righteous king was he. In days of old, the king 
the kingly class came from the tribe of Judah. They were the ones to be the kings. David, Solomon, Josiah. The priestly class was from a different tribe, the tribe of Levi. God orchestrated that there would be a separation of powers in the nation of Israel. The kings would be of one tribe, the priests would be of the other. But what happened in Jesus, Jesus descending from the tribe of Judah, from the line of David, the book of Hebrews says, has become the Melchizedek, the Melchizedek, the righteous king, that we now follow a holy priesthood of Jesus. And I think there are times in the 21st century we forget that a priest is one who has been called out that is not to defile themselves, not to bow down to an idol. If we have the worship team pick up again. Psalm 51. Psalm 51. What I'm saying is so many of us are wanting things and expecting things from the Lord. But so many of us are not willing to walk through the fire of consecration. I'm telling you, if you, if you really, really want to see revival poured out in our land, it is time to get ourselves consecrated before the Lord. To come before Him and say, create me a clean heart, O God. Show unto me my presumptuous sins. Show me the things that need to be worked on. Show me the things that need to burn out of me. This really needs to be our heart. Yes. Not, Lord, give me this, give me this, give me this. I want this in worship. What we shall be should be a people who are desiring to be molded into the image of the Lord. That's right. To be priests, a holy nation, a consecrated people. And that comes, I'm telling you, that comes with such a burning away of the flesh. It's going to come with, yes, you working less. It's going to come with you giving up more time for the Lord and the gospel. It's going to take giving up something. Because what is a priest? A priest is one who ministers to the Lord, but also ministers to others. If you want to be a priest of the Lord, you minister to the Lord, but you also minister to the others. And the only way to really minister is to be consecrated and to bring things down, make things down, bring them down, down, down. To smash the idols in your life. But once again, people don't talk about a crucified self. People don't talk about picking up your cross daily and saying, Lord, today I'm picking it up. I'm going to be consecrated before you today. Yeah, my flesh wants to do this, but I'm not going to because I'm living a life set apart. Yes, 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 yes. Set apart from the spirit of the world. And the reason why this is a prophetic teaching opposed to a biblical teaching is because too many churches are not preaching it. So it's now into the realm of prophecy. Let it be so that we live a consecrated, holy life before Hallelujah. our Father. Thank you, Lord. 
a priest that is ready to pour out his love. He's not a priest that's ready to hit you over the head. He's a priest that's ready to pour out his love upon you. To consecrate us, Lord. I know we're consecrated. I know we're saved by grace. But your scriptures say work out your salvation with fear and trembling before him. Know that your God is a holy God. I want the spirit of holiness to fall. I'm not saying, oh, don't watch greater RPG 13 movies anymore and that's what's going to do it. No, what I'm saying here is to be a people who come before the Lord and says, Lord, I do not want to be in the spirit of this age. And I don't want to do things like the world does them. Crucify my life before you. And that means money. And that means time. And that means energy. It means being a single point of focus. The focus of the Levites were to declare praises unto God. Their whole life, they did not work. All they did was give sacrifice unto the Lord. And obviously we need to work, right? To put food on the table. But I'm telling you, the Lord is calling forth a people who are willing to take on the calling of a priest. So here it is. This is how it gets done. Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. That you might be justified when you speak and be clear when you judge. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part you shall make me know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. This is when David gets busted for adultery. He gets busted for adultery. Nathan the prophet comes before him and David is undone. He's unraveled before his God. He says, Lord, I have sinned before you. But you are the only one that know my inner parts. Cleanse me. Cleanse me from the sins that I don't even know. Reveal them to me so that I can be more of a priest before you. I'm telling you, Jesus wants to do that for you right now. He wants you to take you to the next place. But it comes out of the furnace of consecration. Purge me and cleanse me with hyssop. The same herb which was given to Jesus on the crucifix. They dip the hyssop inside of the vinegar and puts it upon his, his mouth. The recipe, the recipe for revival. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. 
cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and hold me with your free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted unto you. The recipe to see a revival in the land is to be a people who are willing to say unto God, search me. Search me, O God. I want to be molded more into your image. Not into the image of a pastor, not into the image of Billy Graham, not into the image of whatever worship leader, but into your image. So we will come before you and say, come into us and reveal those things that need to be consecrated before you. Let us be ones of clean hearts, pure lips. Oh Lord, open, open my lips and my mouth shall bring forth praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, or else I would give it. You delight not even in burnt offerings. We just gave up an hour worth of sacrifices unto the Lord. An hour worth of praises. And here David says, God, you don't even want that. We just spent an hour of worship. And King David from the Lord says he doesn't even want that. And in other places in the Bible he says he does. You can go back to all eyes are on him because that's where we're, we're going to roll. What does he want? The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, yes. humility, yes. a broken, a contrite heart. Yes. Oh God, you will not despise that, but in your good pleasure unto Zion, you will build the walls of Jerusalem. Yes, Jesus. Then, then you will finally be pleased with yes. the sacrifices we give up. God wants a contrite, pure, humble heart. That's what He wants. And that contrite, pure, humble heart is one that comes before Him and says, you have your way. Every last piece of junk, every last piece of dirt, everything that I've tried to hide down deep inside me that I don't allow anyone to see, I'm allowing you to expose that to me and even expose it to others because it's time for me to get clean before you. Completely clean. So that we can walk out our destiny, destiny not just as sons, but your destiny as what? As priests. Priests. Those who minister to the Father, those who minister to others. 
So why don't we stand? All eyes are on him. He, the blood of Jesus, is the one that makes you a priest. A priest that has no beginning and no end. Father, I come before you and I repent. I repent for my generation. I repent for my nation. Who's taught on everything and everything and everything except the holiness of God. We preach it and teach it not in anger. We preach it and teach it not in fear. But we preach it and teach it by adopting and taking on the love of the Lord. Holiness unto the Lord is an expression of love. It's not an expression of fear. Because we have first been loved by you. We want to put away that thing. We want to put away that high thought. We want to put it away. Because priests have one thing on their gaze. The eternal high priest. The priest of God. God himself. We're not done service yet. We need time to put this on. We need time right now to put this on. And towards the end, we'll invite Bill and the ushers to come down. But right now, we need to put this on. Like I said, especially those that may be listening on the, on the internet, today was really releasing a prophetic word over this place. Lord is looking for a generation of priests who bow now, bow not down to an idol. Bow not down to an idol. We want the resurrection. But we need to desire the crucifixion to get there. To lay it all down. To lay down the right. The right to be right. The right of image, the right of ego, the, the right of pride. It's got to go in Jesus' name. It's got to go in Jesus' name. Jess, why don't you start singing All Eyes Are On Him, just that part. Let's just intercede a little bit. Because I believe the Lord wants to release people from the junk, the junk that's been in their life, the junk that's been in their mind, the junk that's been in their spirit. Holy fire of God, come and burn up the dross. Make us priests. All lies on him, the blood. The eternal priest of God. 
dead. Can you make it louder? Just the mains. Your eyes are not on how big this church can get. Your eyes are not on how large your piggy bank can become. Just bring the cello down a little bit. Come on. Come on. We want to be priests before you. Priests before you. Come. Holy fire of God, come. Burn. Burn inside of us. A generation. A generation. A generation. I may talk during it, but just keep going. at us. The gaze of holiness. Yes, Jesus. Come on. Holiness. Consecrated lies before you. Expectations in the flesh go in Jesus' name. All eyes are on Jesus. One thing, one thing, eyes on Jesus. Purify us, O God. Mold it into the image of God, into the likeness of the Son. Emotions be consecrated before God. High thoughts be consecrated. Consecrated before God. Your time, your clock, your time, your watches, your clock. Consecrated before a living God. Consecrate us, O God.
Yes. Jess, sing that one more time. That refrain. One more time to them. How we long for that. Come on. Long for it right now. The glorious day. The holy gaze of God. Changing us with love. Molding us to holiness by his love. Yes, Jesus! Hey.